0: Welcome back to The Detour Podcast. This is your host, Sheila, and today we are talking about a detour moment, um, actually a couple detour moments with my guest and myself related to the newest popularity of DNA testing through things like Ancestry.com or 23andMe and things like that and um my guest today carmen and her family and my family has recently found long lost family members through this uh through these dna testing sites um we both joined to um, get some genealogy information and ancestry information and we literally found long-lost relatives so today is all about the detour that includes uh family that you didn't know about and meeting them um in real life so thanks carmen for being here today and Welcome. sharing with she- our detour listeners
1: thanks sheila appreciate it
0: yeah so okay let's jump right in and you guys might hear um another special guest which is um common's <laughs> carmen's bird um Oliver. Oliver wants to get in on the information too. Okay. So anyways, um, let's get started. So you've recently found um, two family members Mm -hmm. through DNA testing, um, which started out just being for genealogy, Mm -hmm. but surprisingly DNA matches came up and uh, took you on a little detour. So kind of tell us these two stories.
1: Okay, let's start with my dad has always been really interested in genealogy and his family history. It's kind of been um, something he's enjoyed doing as long as I can remember. So we bought him initially an Ancestry.com kit years ago. And then of course, since all the new, there's all these new trending uh, DNA kits and then the newest one being 23andMe testing with saliva, my sister had suggested for his birthday uh, that we get him the newest kit. So we all chipped in, bought my dad the 23andMe kit for his birthday, um, which is in August. So it takes a little bit longer to get the test back, I think at least six weeks with the DNA swab, the saliva swab. And he got the test results back, and it's really neat how they have certain genetic markers where you can not only trace, uh, trace your genealogy, but you can have a certain percentage match with another biological family member, that if they agreed to be um, you know, on the chart, as in you can mark privacy, there are certain privacy settings that if you don't want to be contacted or recognized on the list- You can opt out of that. You can opt out, but Mm -hmm. we were able to find, my dad was able to find through taking this test, certain family members, distant relatives, cousins that he didn't know existed, and how much he had in common with them, as in like, um, you can kind of even tell by re- by learning how to read the chart. Um, if you're a distant cousin, like a first cousin, or if you might be like a second cousin. Um, so, you ha- kind of have to learn how to read the chart, but of course my dad was always interested in stuff like that, so he found it fascinating. So then for Christmas, he wanted to buy a DNA kit, the same 23andMe kit, for my husband who's adopted and at 50 who still, he was um, not quite 50 yet at the time um, wanted to give him that as a Christmas gift so that he would you know we could see what was in his um, his history so that's how all of that started with my husband now I didn't take the test myself my sister did my dad bought a kit one for each family member so one for each of us five kids and um, he bought one for my son Gregory mm-hmm. so and then one for my niece And then, so one from each family, because obviously, you know, my sisters and I are all going to share the same DNA. Right. So he was super excited. So that kind of spurred the purchase of several kits. And then my son actually took the test before my husband did. And that's, in a roundabout way, kind of how we found out my husband's uh, ancestry a little bit before he even, you know, took the test, because um, the test revealed to my son, that we had well, well, first of all, that my son was almost 100% Irish. Now we oh didn't, wow, no way. We didn't really know. Um, you know, my husband was adopted at birth, mm-hmm. and well, not at birth. I shouldn't say that. I think he was he was under a few months old, mm-hmm. so um, he was actually sick. He had the croup when he was first born, so they weren't able to kind of until he had a clean bill of health. He wasn't able to be adopted. Okay. Out, but um, anyway, my son took the test. Showed that he was almost fully irish and that there was a distant relative that um that he was related to that you know of course we didn't know
0: and that you weren't related to so then that's kind of how it's sort of fun to sort of scooby-doo this stuff together with like the pieces that you know um because obviously you know who your parents are but your husband doesn't know who his parents are but your son knows who his parents are meaning you and your husband and so you're kind of able to see like if this doesn't belong to mom then it must belong to dad right yeah
1: and so then when my husband's results came back um, because we my dad bought the kit for um, my husband for Christmas but the other family members had taken the test before Christmas so we actually had our results before Christmas from my son and then like I said after my husband took the test then um, It was kind of a really nice belated Christmas present when he, because, long story short, there was a family member that does prefer to remain anonymous, but that was, they had contacted, and this person had said to, my dad, my husband was a little leery at first about reaching out to anyone once he had the test results. He was, I think, I think there's always that bit of trepidation where you're a little unsure if Mm -hmm. you really want to take the next step because mm-hmm. they're up until this point you can tell yourself anything you can tell yourself yes. create a story in your head or what you thought you've heard and piece together and the reality of actually knowing for certain and perhaps you know um you know not liking that information
0: you know. or possibly right. if one party wants to have a relationship and then right. the other party are like listen don't not interested. Right. That can be another, um, you know,
1: you have to be disappointment rejection. or rejection Absolutely. or or
0: whatever. Yeah. The
1: mm-hmm. finality of a situation. It could be the beginning of something beautiful, or you know, um, the realization of something permanently final that they just didn't. You know, either yeah. they're not alive, or they just really don't want you in their life for certain reasons, whatever. So you have to be prepared to deal with that. But So my dad was kind of the go-between. He kind of was messaging this other family member who showed up as, like, my husband's first cousin. Okay. Like my son's second cousin. So anyway, um, the after my dad had contacted this this person and um, this, this, this cousin had said, uh, regarding my husband, I know your parents. Oh, and would you like me to have them contact you? Would you be open and willing to to hear from wow. them? Wow! And they were Irish. His mom was still has the, the Irish brogue accent, which is really incredible. Do they live in Ireland? No, they oh. moved years ago. They uh, moved to New York. Okay, and which is where they they live currently reside. But um, my dad passed along that information to my husband, and basically said, "It's up to you. Do you Do you want to know? Yeah. Do you want to know? We were all kind of hoping that, of course, he would say yes. And he gave it some thought got back to her said yes i'm would love to so basically i think it was less than two weeks later and he got a call on his cell phone and it was his mom
0: oh my gosh yep. that's really cool it is it was it, it's isn't it kind of like because um, we I, i'll kind of tell our story here in a minute but we had a similar situation not not mm-hmm. with an adoption but with um a um person that just we didn't know existed mm-hmm. and um in the beginning it's like so i mean we were so excited Mm -hmm. when we talked to to this person for the first time like we couldn't even go to bed that night Mm -hmm. it was like three in the morning and we were just like oh my gosh this you know my husband and i are laying in bed we're just like this is so weird. This is so crazy. Like we were just having a normal Wednesday. Right. And now we have a person that is like an uncle to you that right. we didn't even know existed. This is
1: crazy. It really changes things up and I think curiosity gets the better of yeah. you. And with the advent of so much social media, yes. you're able your first thought is, Let me see if I can find this person yeah, so on we Facebook. Did I wanna see what they look like. Because my husband had always said something to me years ago and you you really take things for granted that he would say when we were dating, he would say He'd look at me and say, you look so much like your dad. It's so crazy. And I never think about that. People tell me that all the time. You look Uh like your dad or you look like your mom or you have certain physical attributes or or whatever traits, physical traits that resemble another family member. You don't realize that when you're adopted, no one ever says that to you. Right. Because Mm -hmm. unless you, you know, unless you've met your biological family, you can't Mm -hmm. draw any comparisons. And so as someone who isn't adopted, I take that for granted when you say that to me. And when my daughter was born, it was really incredible that she resembled my husband. He thought that was the neatest thing. And I was Uh, actually really grateful for that because I think it kind of brought some closure maybe Mm -hmm. um, in that he realized this is, I shouldn't even say closure, maybe not closure, but it was just something to him. Some type of comfort or something. Right. Yeah. It really was really important to him that his one family member resemble him because out of everybody on the planet (laughs) no one that he could you know say i resemble this person or that person he at least had his daughter who people would say oh you look just like your dad and he thought that was so cool
0: yeah i um that kind of is resonates with our story too so very quickly with that we um had done an ancestry test years ago My husband and I, he had gotten one for his dad and his mom. Mm -hmm. Um, The same reason, genealogy type of thing, just to see, you know, what traits did I get from mom, what traits did I get from dad. My husband's kind of the historian of the family. Mm -hmm. So he has gone back and traced and done all that investigation and put together, you know, information and a literal family tree book and, you know, different things like that. And, um, well, his parents kind of did some of that on their own too. Um, they took it as a project the one year and we all got copies for Christmas. And then he sort of took it further and, you know, added on as well. Um, and we had done it, you know, a few years ago when we were on there. Um, and we sort of did it for like our genealogy breakdown. Um, I was curious for myself. My mom was, um, a teen mom and mm-hmm. my biological father died in a car accident before mm-hmm. I was born it caused a lot of rift those two things um, and so I didn't know my father's side of the family and so I, um, I really didn't know any of that I didn't have like a longing to know them but um, I was curious about my genealogy mm-hmm. and so you know we just kind of did it as sort of though wonder what we are kind of thing mm-hmm. well we hadn't even logged in for more than a year but we got an update from ancestry saying we have like 16,000 more samples to pull from Mm -hmm. to make the statistics be more um accurate you Mm -hmm. know comparative wise so some of your percentages may have changed log in to see if you have any updates so we logged in to see if anything had changed and some of the genealogy information had changed a little um and um, you know, certain percentages went up or down or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, my husband checked his and there's this name on there that he doesn't recognize. Well, he kinda has, like I said, has some familiarity with all the historical names, you know, back, you know, great great greats. He says, well, I don't even know this name. Um, he calls his parents to find out, do we have this name in the family? And they're like, No. Well, his dad now has um, Alzheimer's. And so he remembers things from the past fairly well, but he kind of doesn't put things together. And Mm -hmm. it was sort of cute when he sort of told this because he didn't sort of get it, but we all Mm -hmm. got it, what Mm -hmm. happened. But long story short, this he said, um, oh wait, I know that family, but we're not related to them. Mm -hmm. They used to be our neighbors when I was growing up. And we're like, oh, well, it says we're, Like he's this person's your half brother, dad. So I think uh, maybe you did know, (laughs) you know, somebody knew somebody. (laughs) So we sort of had to um, unpack that. And everybody that was involved um, had passed away because this would have been my husband's grandfather. But in a nutshell, grandpa had some extracurricular activities with the neighbor lady. Mm -hmm. And back at that time, which would have been 60 years ago, they just kept it quiet so there would be no shame to either family and not disrupt either family. And you know, my grandfather went and raised his two boys and um, you know, the uncle, the, the neighbor and her husband raised their two boys. But when we, so we had to very much um, tiptoe around reaching out to this new person that now matched because um, we don't we don't know if he even knows you know, mm-hmm. so we sort of, my husband just sent them the email through the system. We weren't sure if he was going to reply just saying, hey, I think we're related. And we're going to kind of like just let it unfold, like see what his interest was. Well, um, gave our email, gave our phone number, said if you want to chat about this, you know, you can call. Well, he called like two hours later. Mm-hmm. And the, the similarities were like uncanny, yeah. unreal so this is now my husband talking to his uncle which we once we pieced it all together um that his uncle that he didn't know he had and um this uncle's you know like 14 years older than him and um same thing we kind of right away looked on um the social media and i found this Mm -hmm. picture of maybe who i thought with that name and Mm -hmm. where he said he lived in general like Mm -hmm. which state and I looked, and I find this picture on social media. I'm like, holy cow, this looks like my husband. Wow. <laughs> and they really, really resemble. So my That's husband so and his uncle uh, look like they could be brothers. Wow. And they had – so we eventually did meet um, a few weeks ago, actually. And uh, they had the same mannerisms and everything. And um, so so weird with uh, – you don't think DNA plays into personality mm, or – Or – uh, really similar guess. occup. I mean, they were both in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a police officer, which his biological father that he never met, you know, um, mm-hmm. was a police officer. Um, they had boxing and martial arts in common. Um, just so much in common. It was Isn't it was crazy. Funny? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's so interesting.
0: So did your husband, um, back to your story, Mm -hmm. did he wind up meeting his parents yet? Or he's only talked to them? No, he
1: did. Actually, um, after the conversation with his mom on the phone, then he spoke to his biological father. And um, it was quite an an emotional conversation, you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And that was the first of many conversations um, by phone. And, you know, I think when my husband being 50 now at the time that all this was taking place or yeah right about 50 um you know his his mom said to me once there wasn't a day that went by that she hadn't thought about her son oh, and i can imagine she was really um i think really excited to finally be able to talk to him and really have that conversation to answer the question that every adopted child asks you know uh-huh. why mm-hmm. and just again to have some closure mm-hmm. with um you know why maybe it's the question everyone wants to ask maybe mm-hmm. no one really wants to ask but they really do Right, right, ask what was right. the reason why did you give uh-huh. me up?
0: like like let there be a, some kind of good reason really good um, reason yeah, yeah some really good reason um so I don't know, Can do you want to share the reason they were or in Irish. a nutshell? They
1: were Irish Catholic, it was, uh-huh. so we'll just leave it at that. It was one of those that would have been frowned upon in the church. Gotcha. For not a wedlock, wedlock. child. So, yeah. Um, Greg was given up for adoption and they couple got married and went on to have four other children. So he has siblings. So Greg has four full-blooded siblings. Interesting fact, too. My husband and I are the oldest of five. So he's oh, the oldest wow. of his five. He I'm didn't know he was the five oldest five. of five. He but did not know he was the oldest of five. So the really fascinating fact here too is that he has four full-blooded siblings. A lot of times you, yes. and the parents are still together yeah. after all these years, Oh. which is really nice. So it's, just, it's a really strong Irish family. And so- I
0: don't know if that that kind of makes me happy and sad at the same time. They a were mixed. Of,
1: they were mixed emotions. On yeah, yeah. Like one part of me feels like I want to cry right now. <laughs> I'm just like, because oh. I think there's that thought, yeah. like, what you know, what would it have been like growing yeah. up in, mm-hmm. in that home mm-hmm. with your full-blooded siblings? Right. Um, there were two girls, two boys, mm-hmm. and he has met all of them so let's go back to he spoke to his mom his parents just couldn't wait they had go yeah. down mm-hmm. a, a month later they mm-hmm. came and they just they couldn't wait to see Greg so then um, not long after that they flew Greg to New York to meet the rest of the family so he mm-hmm. got to meet his siblings and their families their spouses and their children and mm-hmm. then most recently um, Greg's my husband's youngest brother Flew down from New York with his wife and three three boys. Oh, so we just spent kind of okay, a whole yeah. weekend with them, and I got to meet them. So I hadn't, I've met his mom and dad when they came mm-hmm. down from New York. Um, mm-hmm. I got to meet them, but I hadn't met any of his other family. Mm-hmm. So when Greg went to New York, he met cousins. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking, this is a big Irish Catholic family. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there, there are a lot, a lot of cousins and first, second cousins, and just a really big family um, on both sides. And Greg's youngest brother. When they came down, when you talk about similarities, it's just really interesting. I don't think they do resemble each other um, in the physical sense, mm-hmm. but they definitely have a similar sense of humor. Yeah, and so. even I thought it
0: was crazy of like um, the mannerisms and mm-hmm. things. Like it was so. So um, right. we. Um, so so they live on the uh, west coast, mm-hmm. and. You know, we live in Florida, and then my husband's um, parents, who are elderly, so this would be his, you know, dad's half-brother, um, mm-hmm. they live um, in the Virginia area. Sure. And um, so we had all decided, um, they weren't really well enough to fly mm-hmm. to, to meet anybody. Mm-hmm. So um, we said, well, we'll converge in Virginia, and we'll drive up, and they can fly over, and we'll all meet there. Mm-hmm so that's what we did and it was really only a few weeks after two like we couldn't wait like literally right you know they were like all right you're either coming out here like next week or we're coming there or something you right. know right. and um, so we all went there and um, we went a day ahead and we're staying in a hotel nearby and then they were staying in the same hotel but they came the day after and they got in very late so the first morning that we actually met face to face in the hotel lobby mm-hmm. We were just, you know, hugging, get to know each other, and everything. We sat down, and um, his wife and and myself were sitting across from each other, and the two guys were sitting across from each other. Mm-hmm. And they both sat down, put like their elbow on their knee, like they sat in the exact same wow. position.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and this is
0: just, you know, uncle and nephew, not even right. brothers. This is uncle and nephew, um, and we look over and like. They're both sitting there (laughs) exactly the same way. We just cracked up and we just kept going. And they had the same truck. I mean, it was just so weird. There was just so many like.
1: That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really interesting um, when you discover that you have certain similarities and mannerisms and hobbies and um, humor. And I think it's kind of like a coming home feeling. It's mm-hmm. like you finally feel that someone really understands you. Not that your adopted family doesn't understand you. Right. But there's the feeling that you have a whole new perspective on yourself.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And maybe
1: the things that you've criticized yourself for feeling, thinking, act, behaving. mm mm-hmm. um, when you see certain other family members. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is genetic. behaving <laughs> a certain way, you say to yourself, okay, oh. I, I get
0: it now. I can,
1: I can trace some of these similarities and, and I can see the pattern. And yeah. It just, I definitely think it's a... I mean I don't I can't say I'm not adopted, so I can't right, really right. say uh-huh. how exactly what he's feeling. But I do know because I've been told my whole life I look so much like my sisters. Mm-hmm. We all sound like Yes alike. you do. We look mm-hmm. like even the other day somebody ran into me and could have sworn I was actually arguing with her that no I wasn't Jenny. <laughs> I kinda know smirming, who I am. <laughs> and she kept saying, But but you, you worked at the gym and you had this smoothie business <laughs> that's and not I said me. that's Jenny and then <laughs> yeah. other times I look like my other sister, Liz yeah. that I worked at Cracker Barrel and <laughs> would say to me, I just saw you, you just waited on. Me and I said fairly certain I didn't. I think you're referring to my sister Elizabeth. But they all say, "Oh, you have you all sound the same, or yeah, you all you have, you have a similar laugh, mm-hmm. or those eyes." And mm-hmm. you know, like I said, you take that for granted. But mm-hmm. when you have someone who's adopted and they finally can can look at their family tree and they can dissect the family history, and you can, and it was really neat. One of Greg's biological sisters, who's a nurse, gave him a whole family tree, like a um, gave him like their past medical history mm-hmm. um, that would be beneficial to Greg with the last few family members, you know, just in his DNA as far as, I think that's another thing you often wonder when you yes. adopted is, mm-hmm. what's in my past medical history, mm-hmm. what am I maybe perhaps more susceptible to, what's, mm-hmm. is there diabetes in the family history, mm-hmm. cancer, you know, whatever. Yeah. So she had given him some information that was helpful, which I thought was really, really kind and, you know, so it's just putting, putting all those pieces together, it's like Finally, the puzzle is complete. Yeah, and, and it, you have the information, and we live in the information age right now. Mm-hmm. So you're, there's not a whole lot of information that if you try hard enough, you can't get. Yeah, so. no,
0: it's it's true, and um, you know I'm not adopted either. Although I do kind of have this you know mystery, you know side with Family. my biological father. But um, so um, our you know Uncle Frank, uh, new Uncle Frank as we call him, new Uncle Frank. Um, mm-hmm. He was saying, and it was that very first conversation, and my, my poor husband was trying to be, like, so respectful when we were trying to sort of figure this out, and he's like, so, you know, my husband's sort of just not wanting to say, not wanting to spit out, like, I think your mom had an affair with my grandpa, you yes. know, um, because we didn't know any situation about this stranger, and he didn't want to be offensive to him or mm-hmm. anything like that. So he was just kind of like putting the facts out there and waiting Mm -hmm. to see maybe what frank would say right um and and frank used to be um a police officer and he was like um so yeah this is becoming pretty clear um that you know it sounds like xyz Mm -hmm. and my husband's like well yeah that's what we're thinking so that means that you're my dad's brother you know and he's like yeah that's what it sounds like to me too you know Mm -hmm. and he received it fairly well and in fact he said that he always felt different Mm -hmm. in his family and he could not pinpoint why um he did not he didn't look like anyone Mm -hmm. he didn't act like anyone he had a completely different Personality. You have to wonder
1: if yeah. people often thought that too, looking at him. Like, yeah. is there.
0: Well, we kind of have, because again, everybody who would directly know um, is no longer here. Mm-hmm. And so there really isn't anybody to ask except further ex- some extended family that's out. But um, you sort of, like, when you get that information, you sort of look back, some pieces start clicking. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you know, one time that his his um you know father that he thought was his father the father to raise him um was in the hospital and he was there with his brother that he thought was his full brother but wasn't um and he came in and the um the brother said to the doctor you know this or the doctor said who is this coming in he says this is my brother and the doctor looked and said this is your brother and it was kind of just he said like this offhanded comment but it was sort of like everybody was sort of like really oh okay you know um yeah i mean you and your sisters look very similar so it'd be like if you had a sibling that was like you know you're all sort of dark haired and you know Mm -hmm. skinned and the the bright eyes and everything Mm -hmm. if you've had like you know a pale redhead they'd be like that's your sibling, right. you know, kind of thing. Yeah, like, oh, okay, though, yeah, talk? yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's where that comes from, you know. I don't Probably. know, maybe that's where that phrase comes from. But right. anyhow, um, but he said that it really kind of like started filling in this feeling that he had all the time of like not – fully belonging and feeling like something was missing and in fact we don't know that this has anything to do with it but he just said this is just weird he was uh, like I said a police officer and Mm -hmm. he had gone for um a job and he had to have you know clearances for it Mm -hmm. and so they did this whole evaluation and um lie detector test on him Mm -hmm. and and so he explained you know that when you do a lie detector test everybody feels a certain amount of nervousness so in the beginning they ask you basic non-threatening questions to see what your normal level of stress looks like for you Mm -hmm. and so they ask you things like you know is your name carmen are you wearing a black shirt you know um so that when you're answering they can gauge that before they start asking you anything that might be deceptive well anyway so one of the questions they ask you is what your name is They asked, the only question that he showed deception on was, they said, are you Frank so-and-so? And And he said, yes. And they said, deception shown. Really? And he said it was quite like the rigmarole that he had to go through to prove, he's like, well, I don't know why it's coming up. like." I mean, I am who I am. Like, here's my, you know, he was like, I was getting annoyed with it because I'm like, they're thinking. And
1: maybe deep down there was that, am I? This person right was and he was person? yeah
0: and so right. that was the only question that he interesting failed on the lie detector test was is this your name right or no it wasn't is this your name it is are you are you and he wasn't he wasn't yeah. that person he was technically frank shinsky yeah
1: wow
0: yeah so
1: interesting yeah
0: isn't that weird so i don't know the soul knows i guess <laughs> i believe so yeah I think so one. now you've got quite the christmas list but then right. you uh now have even more on your christmas list with something with your dad
1: we always knew that we had a half sister um my dad um had a teenage pregnancy i mean not he But Mm -hmm. he was involved in a, you know, in a relationship with a young girl when he was very young. And we always knew he was very upfront about it. He told us, you know, from the very beginning, it wasn't a secret. It wasn't like a shameful secret or anything. He told Mm -hmm. us and said, just so you know, in case it would ever come out, you know, because like I said, my dad was always really interested in genealogy, family history. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, you know, a doll told us, I just want you to know that you have a half-sister, and that's really all he knew. He knew Mm -hmm. how old she would have been because he knew her date of birth and that she was a girl. Mm -hmm. But it was a closed adoption. He never had anything to do with the mother after the baby was given up for adoption and hadn't spoken to her since still Mm -hmm. to this day. So there was never any information that he had to go on other than that. So with my dad having taken the 23andMe test um, because we had given it to him for his birthday, he was already in the system and that kind of spurred... Uh, a desire that he'd always had to find her. But he realized that, excuse me, with the advent of all these, the latest, greatest DNA testing, there may be a possibility that he's that much closer to finding his biological daughter. So um, he had not really ever given up on it, but, I mean, Mm -hmm. just kind of was one of those things. But the technology had not sort of
0: matched up to any real... With so little to go on, right, right. Yeah.
1: So and anyway, so what happened is, is um, one of another family member, um, one of my dad's uncles had taken the test, and um, so he was in the twenty three and Me as well in the system, and uh, as well as my dad. So when my half sister took this test, she was able to find um, additional family members and my dad, but she was a little hesitant. To talk to my dad first understandably so so mm-hmm. she had reached out to this other family member mm-hmm. who then kind of did a similar thing mm-hmm. that um that happened in my husband's case where it was one of those i know your parents do you want to, you you yeah. want me to have them contact you uh-huh. so it was kind of the same sort of in reverse in yeah. reverse where then yeah. my dad had reached out to mm-hmm. his daughter and that started a conversation which led to i can't wait to see you and so um You know they met and then we met and you know she's 51 and um it just it's just it's really kind of crazy because she came and visited we all met her and then i had just met my husband's brother um, not long after we had had that first meet and greet with my sister so it's just kind of been like a whirlwind of you know family new family yeah it's like uh-huh. a family reunion from like the first one like <laughs> yeah, you know, right. it's, it's a reunion it's a that you did know yeah uh-huh. it's a discovery reunion yeah and so it was really really we kind of feel like oh wow we let's just let's just just find all the people that we know (laughs) i know find all the people in our in our family tree and bring them all to florida and get together and then actually my sister and her husband and and children are coming the end of the month they're going to stay in in, uh, daytona beach and so they've actually been visiting florida they live in michigan which is where we grew up yeah yeah oh it's funny because my husband um my husband was adopted in New York, and his family is still there. And then my sister was adopted in Michigan, and we moved to Florida, but her family still stayed there. Mm-hmm. So she literally grew up. We moved to Michigan when I was 13. So she literally grew up, uh, I don't know, maybe not even 30 minutes away from where we lived. Oh. So, she'd been there the whole time. Of course, we never oh, knew. Oh, so, And same thing with my husband. He wasn't too terribly far and actually had gone to school with some, like, second and third cousins and didn't well, even know about
0: it. So. both my husband and Uncle Frank were both in the Army. And mm-hmm. when they were kind of comparing stories and histories and, mm-hmm. like, where, where have you been for the past X right, number right. of years? Um, they figured out they had both been in Panama at the same time mm-hmm. on the same base. Wow. Obviously, didn't. Know each other, you know, were there, but when they kind of was like, okay, and then I did mm-hmm. this, and he was like, wait, you were there and you did that? Well, I was there and I did that, you know, right. And, um, and so they, they found out, you know, that they had been on the, on the same base and, you know, for a short, short amount of time, in, you know, mm-hmm. at, in Panama, um, and uh yeah so that was just weird too We're like what you know and i guess
1: i guess my sister probably wouldn't mind me sharing she did have two questions for my dad about her sisters which apparently she's always wanted because she had a brother adopted brother but she never had any sisters so this is really filling a void for her oh, that she's uh-huh. always wanted sisters i said well you got you got a few mm-hmm. <laughs> and now so welcome to the family mm-hmm. she wanted to know she's lefty i'm lefty uh-huh. and it's funny jenny and i are the only um I, well, I should say, I, I'm the oldest of the five. Then a year later, my sister Jenny was born, and then I have three other siblings. So Jenny and I, the oldest two, the first two are both left-handed. Nobody else in our family is left-handed. Nobody. Not parents, not grandparents, nobody. Okay. And my husband's left-handed, so that's a little Oh. That's huh. interesting, too. Uh-huh. But um, She had two questions for my dad. Um, do the girls drink red wine, and are any of them left-handed? And he's like, <laughs> as a matter of fact, yes and yes. <laughs> ah. To both. They right. hold their wine glass in their left hand. <laughs> so I think she. Yeah, that's why you should all have
0: a picture of that. That's a, that's a good that idea. That would be a good one, loved. right? Next
1: time I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it on your wall. It can be the cover story for yes. the podcast. There we go. <laughs> so she, I think that just to her, it's just kind of funny the things that that she would think of as in like uh-huh. feeling like there's some kind of similarity. Do they drink red wine and are they uh-huh. left-handed? Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, she feels right at home, and mm-hmm. she does resemble her mom. Mm-hmm. So she, because I, we'd always thought we had really strong, cramped and genetic traits. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of it comes from my mom's side because we all, we
0: all look. Yeah, like, you your sisters, you all look. You definitely can tell your sisters. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. think uh,
1: my sister and I too look a, do look a little bit alike, but mm-hmm. she does resemble more. She does resemble my dad, but she really looks a lot like her mom. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know we're we're happy to welcome her to the family, and it's it's she's an awesome awesome person. She's a school teacher up north, and she loves her family. She loves the Lord. Mm-hmm. She seems like she's got a lot of really good female um, traits and qualities, right? Yeah. exactly. And so she fits right in.
0: Now, i um, I'm, I'm I'm really happy um, that we all between these three stories, they all really have positive, Mm -hmm. um, you know, outcomes. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that sometimes people get this information and it's, and it reveals something that was, you know, meant Mm -hmm. to stay secret and it, and it causes, um, pain and things like that. I don't know. Um, I always think it's best to know the truth about anything, Mm -hmm. even if it's painful and then you kind of deal with the truth. But, um, some, you know, some people, uh, haven't been through that. So, Um, I won't, you know, comment so much on, on that, but, um, I am curious, um, the adoptive parent, so Mm -hmm. the adoptive parents Mm -hmm. of your husband Mm -hmm. and your sister, how did they feel about family, They've taken
1: it Coming all in, in stride, really yeah. well. My my husband's um, adopted mom has been really incredible. In she has always wanted her kids to find their their biological families. I think she felt that was the closure, the missing piece. I mm-hmm. think she'd done enough research about children that were adopted to know that that is a really important part. Uh, of the puzzle mm-hmm. that they'll always they may say that they don't care that they mm-hmm. don't really want to find out but deep down they do you know, they mm-hmm. do
0: and it doesn't change mm-hmm. i don't think it changes the the feelings you know that you would have for your parents they're still no, not you know, at all and parents. i think that's one yeah. thing
1: my husband probably wouldn't have been as proactive in connecting with his you know biological family had it not been for his mom who was so supportive who stood behind him and said I'm secure in your love for me so go forward Mm -hmm. and you know connect with them and you know she was really important in bridging that gap and I think that if I were to say anything to parents that were the adopted parents is that hopefully there is enough security and enough love at both ends Mm -hmm. with parent and child that it's freeing for that child Then it wouldn't feel threatening wouldn't feel threatened wouldn't feel jealous yeah wouldn't feel anxious about any type of a meeting because that you know the definition of a parent is really the person who brings that child up into the world and that child and parenting and a mom a mom you're not a mom just by birthright you can be a mom by you know just mothering
0: Mm -hmm. and we're moms to a lot of People, just not our children and some and people never right. have children but they're very mothering
1: and there are gr- yeah. plenty of grandparents now that you see that are raising yes. their grandchildren mm-hmm. as their own so right. it's really a title that belongs and well-deserved to you know the person actively parenting so my husband knows who his mother is Mm -hmm. and is enjoying actually having two moms at this point really because his biological mom is so doting and so loving but his adopted mom being the same you know doting loving um, unconditionally and then like I said still being supportive of of his new relationship with his family and it really does take a special kind of person to be that supportive because being a woman, being a mom, I think we are territorial when it comes mm-hmm. to our children and we don't want them someone else that may come in their life that may threaten, you know, do mm-hmm. you, do we think they like them better, you know, that mm-hmm. here's someone who comes in at the last half of someone's life and doesn't can enjoy, you know,
0: all the hard Adul- work you put in. All the yeah. hard work you yeah. put in. Mm-hmm. They can enjoy adulting
1: I think sometimes. the adult child and, yeah. and have all the years of waiting mm-hmm. up at night and, mm-hmm. and dealing with discipline. And, you know, my husband's adopted mom was a single parent for the most part. So there was a lot of, you know, she had to raise three children in essence by herself and mm-hmm. she never remarried. So I give I give her a lot of credit yeah. for um, single mom parenting. And my husband knows that he owes, you know, all that he is to his mom. Mm-hmm. And um, she, I think, definitely is secure in that yeah. relationship. I can't really speak for um, my sister's parents. I haven't met them, but from what I know, it sounds like they're supportive as well, and that, um, you know, especially uh, my sister's dad. Well, I'm glad to hear
0: that basically in all three of these cases, you know, the two cases with you and, and, and with me, um, that they all sort of had a happy uh, result mm-hmm. from the finding of the new family. And, um, so thank you so much for sharing this story. I hope that, um, People will be encouraged, um, or at least have a heads up if you're going to do one of these <laughs> DNA questions, or I mean tests, that you um, know the potential of what you're getting into. <laughs> it's funny. My hu- They just had a sale on the Ancestry ones, my husband bought three more kits because we're wow. going to have our kids take them just to see what it broke down um, to with them. And my husband jokingly says, anything you want to confess right now? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm good. And he's like, all right, I'm just saying. We were having a normal Wednesday not too long ago. And I'm like, no, we're all good.
1: And then your whole world changes. And yeah, it's like, exactly.
0: You know. Yeah. So um, I feel lucky, you know, we're actually going to go travel to meet them and there where they live on the West Coast and their extended family um, soon. And um, we're even thinking we like to travel a lot all over. So mm-hmm. we're thi- we're planning a trip together because we just really connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and being that my husband's uncle is only 14 years older than him, yeah. we're very relatable, you know, to sure. each other right now. And it's kind of like the brother that he never had. He had two right. sisters. So it's really sort of filling a, a void for him too. And um, I know there's lots of room in your family, yeah. too, and for all these new additions. So, again, thanks so much You're for so um, sharing this and Thank taking the welcome. time today. And we'll definitely have to um, keep updated with the uh, reunions or whatever reunions. you want to call them. I
1: don't I don't really think I have any other family out there. I'm just saying unless <laughs> <laughs> it would be a real big surprise if there was. But I think it's interesting how your heart just kind of makes room.
0: And it's true. Yeah, Yeah. it really is. You think you you have
1: one child and you think, how can I possibly, when you're pregnant for your second, how can I possibly love the second one as much as I love the first one? And it's just amazing how that happens. And then you go on to have more children and you love them all equally. And I think that's, my dad is just, he's become like a totally different person. It's, It's brought to him, um... You know, he always wanted to make sure that his daughter was well taken care of, mm-hmm. and he wanted to, he didn't even know if she was still living, you know, what kind of life she had, and for him, it brought so much closure, and he's just really enjoying getting to know her after all these years, and it's, what it's done in him has just been, it's just so beautiful, and we're so happy for him. We're supportive of this endeavor, we're just thrilled, same thing with my husband, him, You know, he and I talk, but I've never heard him talk on the phone. He's got cousins and relatives he's talking to. He's spending hours on the phone. And it's really funny because in our whole married life of almost 20 years, I don't think we've spoken six hours at a time on the phone. (laughs) I know.
0: I was talking. Your husband's kind of quiet. Like, uh, you and your sisters are your family. You know, definitely they're talkers. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) So I always thought maybe he was just sort of like, yeah, I'm the quiet one. And I couldn't get a word in. Anyway, so. Oh, believe but. me, he gets a word in that <laughs> twice—that's
1: for sure, and then some. Yeah, but. but I know what you're saying as far yeah. as his personality is that way. That's funny. And they're all, you know, they have just that distinct humor. They have, they're just—they're a lot of fun. I mean, the family that I've met so far, they seem really terrific and very welcoming. Also, and they've also said, you know, we're so excited. One of the first things that um, my husband's brother had said was, this is so great, we're so happy to meet you, and, and we you have kids, and I have another niece and nephew, and I'm tickled, like mm-hmm. it was just, not only were they willing to welcome my husband and myself, but they were willing to welcome our children, yes. as if, As if they never missed a beat. As if they never missed a birthday or a birth, Mm -hmm. and it was just all like we're just this one big happy family, and we are embracing each other, and that meant a lot to Mm -hmm. me, too, that it wasn't just my husband they were accepting. They were accepting him. Of all of us, Because it's not, you know, he's where he's at in life. Mm -hmm. At 50 years old, this is what his his uh, life looks like, Mm -hmm. and they're willing to welcome him. He comes as a total package now, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: Yeah, and and I will say, you know, with... um, Um, there there is still some emotion even though our our situation has been very positive there is still some emotion um, even when we were meeting um, you know, I kind of noticed that, you know, new uncle Frank had a couple moments of, of emotion that were coming up, you know, mm-hmm. visible emotion. And, and I said, are you okay? You know, is this, I'm sure this is like a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, yeah. And I said, you know, is something making you upset? Um, or, and he's like, I'm not upset, I'm, I'm thrilled. I just, I don't actually know what this emotion is about. And so mm-hmm. I think sometimes there's just that need that you don't even know that you had. And, um, mm-hmm. and it's funny because my husband has also, in a time in his life, I think there's so much of, like, divi- to divine timing. Mm-hmm. You know, of yeah, like, oh, sure. if we had only found this years ago, or if we had only found you years ago, or mm-hmm. we missed a lot of time. We're kind of not saying that. We're sort of mm-hmm. embracing that, you know, there was divine timing in this, yep, and right. um, a lot of Frank's side of the family has... Um, passed away. Mm-hmm. And he's really been longing for family. He has mm-hmm. his children and his wife, you know, but he's mm-hmm. been longing for extended family. And, um, and my husband never had a brother and, mm-hmm. and his dad, you know, with now his, um, illness, he feels like he's losing him in a way, um, that relationship that they had, you know, having Alzheimer's. Um, and so he, I think, um, this has been divine timing for my husband as well in his time of life. And so, um, it, but it is emotional and it is some things to navigate through and things like that. So, um, I would say, you know, listeners out there, um, Mm -hmm. Be open to this kind of thing. Um if you just don't wanna know, yeah. don't take that darn test because you right. never know
1: what's going come don't up, But don't beat yourself up if you're no, the right. if you're the biological parent, you talked about timing. Yeah. It is what it is. It's 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 happened. You have yes. given a child up for adoption. You right. need to reconcile that with yourself yeah. and don't do the what if, what have, coulda, have, would've, have, coulda, have, shoulda. Right. Because that's already done. Deal right. with the moment now, the yes. present, not the past. Go forward with Loving that child, embracing that child, and anyone that can stand behind that parent-child relationship, give them all the love and support and understanding and space that they to, need to yeah, grow navigate and, this. and navigate that relationship. Mm-hmm. It's totally new; they're treading new, new ter- new waters here. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. new territory, and I think by giving our love and show of support, and by me constantly reassuring, you know, even my dad, like dad. We're welcoming our sister into our lives. We're excited. We're happy for you. I'm secure enough in my relationship with you that I'm not threatened by this. Right. So mm-hmm. I want you to go forward and spend the time that you need. Same yes. thing with my husband. Like, mm-hmm. his mom is not threatened at all by mm-hmm. this relationship with his biological mom and family. And yeah. I think, again, that makes all the difference in, in how these relationships are strengthened all the way around. And if we can just be supportive, there's room for everybody. Yes. There's room in our hearts for everybody. Yeah,
0: it's like a big old um now now we got we need like a train to take on our <laughs> detour, right? Like we started out in a minivan yep. and we got on the detour yep. now we're like, hold on, we gotta we gotta rent we gotta get on a train now because we got lots of extra people. And the
1: nice <laughs> thing about finding families later in life too is you don't have all the baggage. Yeah, it's true. You, you can kinda jump on the train you're talking about and you can kinda leave it can all be your a lot of the good all the good, all the good stuff. stuff. Yeah, That's it is right. all the good you can stuff. almost reinvent yourself. You can put your best foot forward and your best face forward, and yeah. just kind of show this family. I mean, you might it really
0: can be a friend that you're related to. And a fresh, is what and it a feels fresh start like. with yeah. relationships. Yeah, and it really feels like a great friendship mm. with yep. someone that you're related to. You right. know, that's kind of what it feels like for us. Like, yep. you know, at, at bare minimum, you you can make a new friend. You know, yes. and you can be friends to each other. And if that relationship involves, you know, in this case, into like a an uncle nephew, sure. you know, situation. Fine, mm-hmm. maybe so. Maybe it will be that. Um, at mm-hmm. this point, it's you know we're enjoying each other and building a friendship. So absolutely, yeah.
1: Well, well I'm I think, excited to. Yeah. I excited to hear your story. I'm excited yeah. to see how that all turns out. And, and yes, in the turn of events, we'll. Definitely
0: we'll see keep what each happens. Other yep. Yeah. Oh <laughs> gosh. I know. I want to almost title this, just an, or- just an Average Wednesday, you know? That's yeah. kind of what I keep saying when I tell people the story. I'm like, we're just going along having a normal Wednesday. And yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's fun, though. It really is fun. So, is. All right. Thanks again, Carmen. And thank, thank you, you. you to all of our um, Detour podcast listeners. Um, please subscribe, um, like, and review on um, Podbean or iTunes or however you're listening. Follow us on the Facebook page for updates and previews of our future episodes and again thank you so much um for listening if you have a detour story or you have um a travel um destination detour story please reach out to me i'd love for you to be a guest on our future episodes all right everybody have a great day hope you're having a uh, average wednesday too have a great day bye